You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Okay, David, I'm going to I'm just going to paraphrase one of my favorite movies, Die Hard 2. Uh, I just want a regular, normal offseason, just a draft, maybe some free agency, some trades. But no, every offseason I have to deal with another disgruntled Philadelphia 76ers superstar. And it's really starting to get under my skin. And I do not like it. And I do not appreciate this anymore. David, you listen to the clip. God dang it. <laughs> so so now Harden is doing his Houston thing. He's doing his Brooklyn thing. But he's doing it here. So should should we even go through the timeline first? Or do people pretty much know that already? They know the timeline. Let's talk about your feelings. Okay. My, my initial reactions are were as such. James, what the hell, dude? <laughs> two teams in basically the span of two years, right? So before Philly, he was in Brooklyn, and that only lasted for a year, and it sounds like this is only going to last a year. And with both teams, Kyrie Irving nonsense aside, he was playing with a bona fide Hall of Famer, an MVP, a city that grew to enjoy him and like kind of take his side a little bit because let's face it, he's it's James Harden. Like it's 30, it's mid 30s James Harden, but it was still James Harden. We were excited to have him. What do you want, James? Do you want money or do you want a ring? Pick one. Because you can't have them both ways. I'm serious, James. Dave, okay. Dave, what 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 camera do I need to look into where I'm talking specifically to James Harden? Is he on camera two? Is he... Camera two. Camera two. Okay, Turn James. Camera two. Camera two. James, what the hell do you want anymore? Because I am having a hard time figuring this out. Okay? I don't know, Dave, if you have any idea... What the hell he's thinking? Maybe he's not thinking anything. I don't know. But what were your what was your initial reaction to this when it dropped this morning? Well, before my coffee, before my coffee, by the way. So that was also nice. Yeah, when I it was very early, and Shams did not put. I do not believe he put the fans question, and so my first thought was, "Oh wait, did someone ask him about Hong Kong? Is this? Did someone say what you know? What's the deal with Daryl?" 
Because, yeah, what you know, led like, to this? What led to this response? So after doing a little digging, what led to this response was a fan asking him about the Adrian Wojnarowski Woj bomb from Saturday this past weekend that said the Sixers were pulling out of trade talks with the Clippers. Oh. And Harden was asked about that report, and he basically said, listen to me about this pullout of trade talks. I will never play for this liar again. I am not part of this organization. Um, so I think that's where it stands. And then it, Woj had another interesting segment on ESPN today where he essentially said, that this has been escalating all year. And so you start to wonder, like we did learn that James and Doc Rivers had some tension, but that seems more surface level than what Woj is talking about with this. So my first thoughts when he said, this has been going on escalating behind the scenes all year, quote, now it is playing out in public. James's goal is to make the Sixers so uncomfortable that they just decide that they cannot bring him back to training camp and they do a trade. When I heard that, my thought was, oh, the Christmas Day report that Harden has a wandering eye for Houston. So maybe that's what has been escalating. And the this like constant, I mean, James' agent thinking it was a good idea for a player whose legacy is so contingent upon him finally winning a title that would vault him into the upper echelons with like Dwayne Wade to have this distraction looming over the team about joining the worst team in the league all year long. That's not the way to go get your max deal, man. Right. So absolutely not. So there was, I can, I get a player wanting his money and I get, this is a business and I get, you got to look out for yourself, but I just don't think Harden's camp, you know, he didn't use used to have an agent when he was a max contract player. He did this all himself. He was like, you pay me a max and I'll pick among the maxes where I want to play. Now it's different. Now he thinks he's a max player. He's not quite in touch with reality. And the market has proven for him beyond a shadow of a doubt. that He's no longer a max player. So to your question, what does he want? That is what I think most people's mind went to when the implication of him saying Daryl's a liar was, well, maybe the Sixers made some sort of wink, wink, handshake agreement, perhaps both when he left Brooklyn in the first place, because he stayed in Brooklyn. A lot of fans thought he was going to get a $260 million five-year deal. And so the reporting around that at the time was maybe the Sixers could get him to take a 10 to $20 million haircut. Uh, sources said the Sixers thought that they might get him to take that type of you know pay cut leaving Brooklyn to sign with the Sixers on a four-year deal um but then the trade happened and so a lot of people thought okay maybe there's some handshake agreement in place he's going to sign a long-term deal in 2022 as you know how it played out yes. he signed the one-year deal with a big pay cut 15 million less on top of that so was I there Jake, you know, Jake Fisher speculated about this. He said stuff like, if you gave someone in Brooklyn a beer, they would, <laughs> they would complain to you that there was a little bit of tampering going on with James Harden and his next contract while he was still a Brooklyn net. And so a lot of people have come to the conclusion that the Sixers uh, made some sort of wink-wink deal maybe in, for the 2022 summer. And then when it came and went 
and he didn't get a max deal, we were like, all right, well, maybe it's coming in the 2023 summer. He took this pay cut. Surely he's going to get paid. Didn't come then either. So what does he want? I think he wants, I think the way James looks at this is the executive I came up with, we built our legacy together. You've always done right by me. I've always trusted you. I took a lot of money off the table. I gave up a lot of money I could have taken from Brooklyn. They offered me a $208 million extension. I could have stayed hoping for 270, but I came to you in a trade thinking I was going to get paid. And maybe you never put anything in writing because obviously if I tear both my ACLs, you're not going to pay me, but maybe you did something or Michael Rubin did something or someone made a face that made me think you guys were going to take care of me at some point. And you can't really use like paper because you don't want like a paper trail of basically tampering. Like you don't want that. (laughs) Right. So was there this moment where someone in Philadelphia gave him the idea that they would take care of him down the road? And then he had, he's all banged up and injured with his hamstrings in 2022 come 2023 when this team might be open to it. Now you've got, another meltdown another disastrous game six and game seven uh and then you also on top of that you have a brand new cba that puts in these like highly punitive penalties against the highest spending teams so i don't know there's this one part of me that thinks okay did daryl Morey think if i just give james a three or four year deal I'm going to have Adam Silver up my ass because everyone's going to think we made this sort of wink, wink a year ago when he took his pay. Oh, they're going to come for me. So I'm going to absolutely positively avoid communicating with James until the legal hour. I'm going to be the one team in the entire NBA to not violate the rules here because I know they're already going to be looking at us very closely. And they're not looking at us to slap us on the wrist with the second round pick. They're looking to see if we had a secret agreement along the lines of the type that Joe Smith Joe got Smith back from Minnesota. in the day that cost them five firsts. So I'm asking you, I'm asking anyone listening, is it possible that when we read the six or cents silent signals to James and he was so mad, like they're not communicating with him, even though we're reading that. Sham says that they were not looking to sign him to a long-term deal. And even though we've read like Michael Scotto of Hoops type say they might have considered a two-year deal with a team option. Is it possible that they were really thinking about like oh, maybe a three-year Kyle Lowry style deal, but couldn't take any risks on tampering because the league was already going to be auditing them like uh, Bernie Madoff. So I don't know. I got a lot of I- things. Go ahead. Now that you point that out, I think that is very possible because I Daryl Morey is a smart dude. And I think that Daryl has been on the forefront of this new CBA. I think he knows more ins and outs than anybody could possibly fathom. So it would not surprise me in the least if he saw kind of the writing on the wall, especially with what happened, like you said, to Minnesota and the Joe Smith, the five first. And then he was just like, yeah, I can't hamstring myself or, you know, the organization or whoever they hire after me. Like, I can't do that. So I, I think that is very much a possibility that Daryl probably saw that coming in the future and just said, you know what? I ugh, I, I got to do it this way. And if that's the case, then Daryl definitely did F up a little bit. 
I think that where James probably effed up a little bit, I hate to phrase it this way, but it's the only way I can phrase it. I think he took it too personal. The fact that he wasn't offered a max deal right as the free agency period began. I think he took that a little personal. And to add context to this. He didn't this, even get there. He opted in. but He opted in and just like nobody talked anything, which is, hey, James, this is a this is a business. And I am sorry, but we all saw your game six and seven performance against the Boston Celtics. We have seen your injury list pile up and just more added on, added on, added on. Achilles, right hamstring, left hamstring. I mean, it's been one after the other. In this business, do you really want to hamstring, pun totally intended, yourself to (laughs) a guy who has been increasingly fragile and hurts your chances to win a championship? I think he neglected to see it from that point, and I think he took it a little bit too personally. And to Daryl's to to Daryl's mess up too, maybe Daryl should have probably definitely should have talked to him at least and said, hey, here's where I am. Here's where we think you are. This is a contract that we feel is right for what we feel you deserve. I know I've done right by you before. And I if I if I was Daryl Morey, I would phrase it this way, but I would have been like, listen, I made you. I got you out of Oklahoma City and I turned you into a superstar. I turned you into an MVP. I turned you into the beard. I gave you 80, I gave you an $80 million contract, and then I gave you $230 million on top of that. So I don't. Maybe James thought that Daryl owed him because of the taking the haircut, but James, Daryl has already broken you off so much, dude. That's that's kind of where I land. Yeah, I all right. So if I laid out a kind of out there scenario earlier that that the Sixers might have wanted to give James say a two or three year deal, right? If they, if they did. And if the only reason it never got that far was because they were very, very, very worried about tampering. Let's just play that scenario out for one moment. Okay. Then Daryl really messed up not finding some off-air way to signal to James we're going to get something done. Because if James would have agreed to that, we don't know that he would have. Woj reported that he sees himself as a max-level guy, and that's why he's upset. But if the Sixers would have offered that, I think they they messed up by going silent on him because I think that really frustrated him and that led to him opting in. On the other I would hand, agree with that. On the other hand, if him opting in, and this is a little bit more where I lean to this next one I'm about to lay out. If James opting in was Daryl's ideal scenario, then this I didn't want to reach out to you because of tampering looks a little bit more like a convenient excuse to not talk to you in the critical hours when you're making your decision about whether or not to opt in. And if the Sixers really did not see a long-term fit here, the way Sham says, if the most they might've considered is maybe a team option on a second year of a deal, like Michael Scotto speculates, 
then the mistake here would be is if this allegedly happened uh hinting to james that he was going to get paid in the past and that that's where your mind goes now so because if you're because if you are not interested in paying him James is going to wonder, are you reneging on some understanding I believe we had, whether or not that was ever formal, formalized? You know what I mean? And and if that if that's the case, and that's kind of where people are starting to go, I think, and maybe you agree with me, that's when the NBA, regardless, starts calling, emailing, and just really investigating this. And then we have a serious problem. Yeah, the Sixers are probably extremely nervous of Harden saying this because as soon as it came out, everyone started thinking, okay, he's saying, you promised me money. I'm not getting my money. Your own Weitzman comes out with a long thread on Twitter that's just pretty interesting, um, you know, talking about the different scenarios. Was there a wink, wink, et cetera? The Sixers will obviously deny this. And the fact that they were already penalized two second round picks for speaking too early to PJ Tucker and Daniel House Jr. a year ago implied to many of us at the time that they were investigated and found not guilty essentially on anything worse like promising james something that they're not allowed to promise him a, a max deal down the road yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of tight booty holes in the sisters front office right now they're just hoping that james doesn't get really specific as far as like what was said what was promised if anything yeah, what about this weird scenario? What if there is some sort of evidence that the Sixers promised a max deal or someone, you know, maybe not Daryl Morey, but just someone involved said something that is incriminating. And so maybe that contributed to why they didn't want to give him a long-term deal because it's like, well, we could lose five first-round picks if we give this man this deal because of this uh, this text message someone has. Anyway, I'm really putting my tinfoil hat on for that one. Listen, if that if that happens, and we'll talk about this after the break, like if that happens, like everybody's got to go. Daryl Morey, uh, Josh Harris, Mark Rubin, if that comes out, like everybody got to go because then we become like, we become like the joke of the NBA at that point. We're just like, all right, we got to clean ultimate house. Sean, Sean Kennedy wrote a piece, basically, the only thing that matters here is what Joel Embiid thinks of what happened. And I'm going to extrapolate from that idea and say, whatever, I mean, the NBA's most amazing, torrid love affair is now its messiest divorce, right? So yeah. whatever is going there, we can go back and forth on blaming or defending all parties here over and over. I think if Joel Embiid wanted Harden to get paid long-term in Philly, last july that he would have and so if you take if you are okay with that you know sort of preliminary then maybe joel said hey do what you got to do uh you know what's best for the team and maybe the team then decided all right we don't have a strong leaning from joel and i know joel has been vocal about wanting james back and i do believe he would prefer james back but i think so he, too but did he go to bat and say pay this man because that's what I really want to happen here? Or did he say, sure, and then publicly voice plenty of support for a guy who might well be back? Interesting. All right. So we're going to we're gonna go to break real quick, pay some of the sponsors. We'll come back, and then we'll – I guess we'll talk about, like, what the hell do we do now and dig into some more additional reporting on this, uh, as Dave hinted before we started – it's the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. This is the Out of Sight Podcast. We'll be back talking more 
and more James Harden back after these words. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is the Out of Sight podcast on the Liberty Ballers podcast network. It is not chill in the Sixers headquarters. Played the clip at the beginning of the podcast. James Harden is upset. He's calling Daryl Morey a liar, doesn't want to be attached to any organization that Daryl is with anymore. A lot of reporting going on about this. And here is something that I saw, and I'm sure that you saw day two. Um, The report that it's questionable whether or not his agent, James Harden's agent, knew that he was going to say that. I'm inclined to think that the way that James answered based on the context of the question that was asked, I don't think his agent knew anything about that response, like any kind of a planned response. It sounded very off rip. If you listen back to the clip, I don't think James Harden's agent had any idea he was going to go off like that. Uh, Jason Dumas, I believe you're referring to tweeted, Maury is unmoved by Harden's comments. He's holding firm in his stance that he will not trade him unless it makes the Sixers a better team. That's basically what Woj has been saying and Rochelle Burns yes. has been saying. But then he adds, meanwhile, I'm told James's agent advised him against making that statement. I take now, this do you believe with a grain that? of salt. I, I, you know, he's not Woj. It's not meaningless. I like I have if I have this imaginary Parcheesi board or pie chart in my room, I just put it up as a little notch as something to think about. A player. I'll, who, I'll post a picture of your pie chart, Dave. It's fine. A player who has not had an agent for the better part of his career, and now has one who's relatively green. I, you know, like we said before the break, I, I just think that maybe Harden's agent could be in over his head a little bit. Um, but it does what not... a what a first what a first client for you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like if you are a guy who doesn't want a, a lawyer and you want to represent yourself, and for your whole career you've represented yourself and you've got yourself off, and now you hire a lawyer, but this lawyer is like an injury attorney, not a criminal defense attorney. Now you're facing criminal charges. <laughs> it's kind, it's kind of on you, not the lawyer, right? So kind of, yeah. I, the analogy is is a little wacky, but my point is basically, it's I can't really blame his agent. I don't really think his agent has that much control here. I think Harden probably was sitting on something like this and saying it to his friends for a while. It wasn't. It probably wasn't completely emotional because he did bottle it up for the better part of the last six weeks, but he did say it today, two days after Woj's report came out that they're pulling out of trade talks. Now, I don't think the Sixers – I know the Sixers' position is that they want him back. They want him in the fold. They think they could win the title with him. But I think the Sixers are resigned. I mean, we've lived through two number one picks who won't shoot, and now we're living through two trade stalemates under De- under uh, the latter two under Daryl. So it's always like we have to do things in twos here. We've broken two feet. 
maybe more. Always something. It's always something. And I guess I just think that the Sixers would ultimately like to get something done between now and Thanksgiving. And if they could have voiced that to James somehow, maybe he wouldn't have had this little, well, it looks like a tantrum because if I want to trade That's exactly what it comes off as. If I want to trade you and I'm talking to the Clippers and they're not giving me anything good, they're not even offering Terrence Mann for James Harden, don't go and say that I'm a liar and you'll never play for me because now I have a harder time trading you than I did yesterday. So right, help right. Me if help you, you help me help you, like help don't me help you. Don't take a three mile island situation and then just add Chernobyl to it. Yeah. <laughs> like what are you doing? Like, like yeah, why yeah. why are you gonna why are you gonna go from DEFCON three to DEFCON five in the span of like a, a few months and it's only gonna tank your organization's ability to trade you where you want to go? Prior to Saturday, the Sixers were trying to get him to the Clippers. They were trying, but the Clippers were like, no, we don't want James Harden. We don't want to give up this much for James Harden. Fine. We're going to keep negotiating. But okay, sorry. We broke off talks with the Clippers. I didn't read anywhere where it's like, okay, we broke off talks with anywhere else in the league, but the Clippers are all, that's the only place you want to go. So, what the hell are we supposed to do here? Yeah. Uh, I wonder, too, when the Sixers, quote-unquote, like pulled out of trade talks, which I just saw as kind of a negotiating ploy because I do think they want to trade them. Um, I wondered immediately about teams like Chicago and L.A. And maybe not immediately. I, I just thought they were still haggling with the Clippers. But then my friend said, like, but what about another team – that might just randomly stink once the season begins. And I was like, hmm, Chicago, if they are going south, maybe their ownership decides, hey, do we really want to pay Zach Levine for the next, you know, five years? Maybe the Lakers are like, hey, Gabe Vincent and Jared Vanderbilt. And uh, maybe if Miami cannot get Damian Lillard, that they, I don't know. So listen, listen, I started wondering. All right, we're quick. Are the, are the Lakers the the Lakers front office? Are they on camera three? Where do we put them on four? I don't know where we put them on. Go back to two. We got to face. I'll go it. back. I'll go back to two. Okay, so now it's the Lakers front. Listen, you can have James Harden. Okay, <laughs> if you want James Harden, you can have James Harden. All you have to do, we will take. Listen, you take the player that doesn't want to be here, and then we'll take the player who your fan base. I don't know if they really wanted him back. We will take D'Angelo Russell off your hands. It's fine. We will do this right now. This is your message to Jeannie Buss. This is my message to Jeannie Buss. Right here, right now. James Harden for D'Angelo Russell. We will do it right now. And let's let's just give it to the league. We ha- I have no problems with D'Angelo Russell. Something that I would not have said last year or the year before that or even two years ago. And I've been one of the biggest D'Angelo Russell supporters of all time. But the last couple of years broke me. I'm to the point now where I'm just like, I'm okay with D'Angelo Russell. You know, I think that uh, there was once a report that Phil Jackson would have drafted D'Angelo Russell had he fallen to the Knicks. And that's Jeannie Buss's ex. There's all kinds of synergies going on here. 
All right. So <laughs> I, I guess the I guess the question is like, where do we go from here? Like it James is gonna be at training camp, or maybe he will, maybe he won't. If he doesn't show, then the Sixers can start to fine him for not showing up if they don't already start uh finding him for conduct detrimental because that's that kind of applies here, right? Yeah, folks like your own Weitzman and Bobby Marks have started posting quotes from the new CBA about exactly this. And as we've lived through with Ben Simmons, no matter how comfortable you might feel that the team is holding the cards, there might be some loophole. I mean, James doesn't have Rich Paul in his corner like Ben Simmons did, but he right. could, but he could ask, he could he could get some tips. Maybe he could hire Rich and uh, and find the next loophole or just say hey my mental health's not so good here in philadelphia yeah be uh, careful be careful with that rich paul thing uh james just uh just ask nerlens noel how that panned out yeah the the precedent has been set i think pablo tori went on maybe television today and said basically hey even damian lillard should be doing what harden is doing this is this works this makes your team uncomfortable and this lowers your trade value so the team might have to trade you for even less, which if he joins the Clippers, he'd like to play with a guy like Terrence Mann or Norman Powell, perhaps. So this is this is what I this is what I would do, like as an immediate to that um, to to combat that kind of nonsense. If if I'm a general manager, uh, does does James have a no trade clause? I can't remember. No, only Bradley Beal did. And speaking okay. of that, it drives me nuts that the Sixers didn't try to trade for him. Go ahead. Okay. James, you have no trade clause. We have you under contract for thirty-five million dollars. Okay, so I'm gonna get in. I'm gonna get in the room with my guys. And I'm like, what is the absolute worst situation that we can put James Harden in? You want to be? You want to make things uncomfortable? Fine. We will make things uncomfortable for you. We will send you to I don't know, uh, not Oklahoma City because they're trending up. Uh, we we will send you to Orlando. Okay. We will send you to. Uh, we will send you to New Orleans, okay? We will send you wherever we can to get the best possible deal that we can because you have already screwed us. So you know what? Karma is a bitch. Turnabout is fair play. So we're going to screw you a little bit because you started this shit. I don't think you're going to find those teams are very interested. I mean, they'd have to give you near 30 six million dollars worth in return he also has a trade kicker so they you know there'd be even more money to work with if he's i'm gonna somehow work it out i'm gonna somehow work this out i'm gonna put up fake trades tomorrow on x if i'm the magic i'm not trading for harden if i'm the (laughs) knicks i'm from the knicks i'm not giving you anything good i mean i'll entertain fournier sure whatever whatever contract not Miller. giving you rj barrett after his canadian performance <laughs> no that's fine that's fine we don't want i don't need rj evan fournier is fine evan fournier and more contract filler i'm totally fine with that um with training well, camp he love that he'd be back in new york sure <laughs> uh will Brunson. so what's the earliest that james harden is probably going to be out of here i don't know if he's going to be traded before training camp i doubt that see if if Montrez Harrell is involved in a trade, I think you have to wait until mid-October. I don't know that Trez is going to be, but it would behoove the team to try to find a way to include him. Um, but it's certainly possible that you could work out a deal shipping out Harden and Tucker to L.A. in the next month, right? 
It would re- it would simply require the Clippers offer you Terrence Mann expiring contracts and two first round picks, and then I think Daryl Morey would have to uh, accept that. Yeah, I, some of you listening would probably be ecstatic with a return like that. I th- I think any and there was reporting on Liberty Ballers about next off season how we're kind of poised to make a big splash in free agency next off season because we kicked the max extension can down the road. So yeah, I think I think if the this way is a, if this is a punt year, then hell, let's just go all let's just go all in on it. Let's just do coffin corner. Screw it. Yeah, I think the Sixers would have had to feel like they have a really good chance to win the championship with James in the fold. If you felt that way, if you truly believe the Sixers could win the title this coming year with Harden happy and engaged, you probably had to offer him at least a $3 million deal. And so I don't, I don't think based on everything that's played out um, aside from that, like weird hypothetical I outlined earlier, where maybe they did want to offer him a three-year deal, but they were just scared of tampering, getting caught tampering. Uh, aside from that, I don't think that they believe their chances were good enough. And so that they wanted to set themselves up for next summer instead. And Harden opting in is really the ideal scenario. So until Harden demanded the trade and called Daryl a liar, I think Daryl is probably pretty content, despite yeah. all the criticism he's gotten with Harden opting in and having potentially a max slot if he could, you know, really uh, trim trim the fat on the team for next summer. A dream scenario Paul talked about was OG Ananobi. Um, yeah, he, he would have to be willing to take less if. Toronto is offering him a five-year deal, but I don't know. That's certainly uh, in a dream scenario for next summer. And having given Harden more than one year uh, would have, you know, dug into that. Derailed that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I I know, I know what people are already thinking, like, as I'm listening, yeah, just trade him to San Antonio. Okay. First of all, I'm not doing that to Victor Wimbenyama. I'm not, I'm not ruining this man's career like from Jump Street. I'm not doing that. What about like, Portland? Like... Is that it could Portland find some way to try to make Lillard happier? Um I mean they'd have to wait a while because they extended guy like Grant, but I don't know. What uh, I I I don't I was about to say uh Harden for Grant straight up. There's no chance Portland does that. No, no you're right. Um unless they just you know, because there was a lot of talk that they would renege on that Grant deal. Let's just right after I, Lillard asked out. Remember that? So what if I, they decide, hey, this is our uh, get out of jail free card on Grant's max? All right. All right, Clippers. Come, come on. Let's. <laughs> oh, my God. Paul George I, I and like Kawhi Leonard have not I signed extensions like, yet. I feel like there's a way to do this. I'm just not seeing it. And I'm pretty sure I can. I'm pretty sure I can make it happen like on the fly, like right now. Uh, let's see. Clippers, Clippers. I wonder if the money works. I'm trying to figure it out right now. Um, let's see. Okay. So Batum, Covington and Morris for Harden. I I think that's, I think that works money wise, right? I'm, I'm going to so. double, I'm going to double check the, I'm going to double check the tapes on this right now. Like yeah, I don't yeah. need, I don't need Norman Powell. I don't need Terrence Mann. I don't need any of Powell's that. Long, I just... Powell's long-term money, he takes your uh, Anunoby uh, idea off the books. 
so that way keep Pompeii. <laughs> so we still have to so the money doesn't quite work out still i still have to cut like about a million and a half from the sixers to make that trade work but like i'm willing to make that work if it's just if the return is morris batum and covington and like whatever else to make the contract work just so that james is not here for pre for training camp i'm perfectly fine with that i'm perfectly fine with that I'm okay with that package. It's the it's the crappiest package possible for James Harden. But at this point, I think Harden not being with the team, I think that honestly makes the team better at this point, just based on how badly this could go. The deeper into the season we get. Yeah, I mean, if he's not gonna play anyway, he'd right. rather you'd rather the draft capital and avoid the the, uh, the circus, the media Ben Simmons. Is that then a we're telephone? back to we're we're in Ben Simmons 2.0. Is that a towel or a cell phone in his pocket at practice before Nick Nurse kicked him out? Oh my god. Joel okay. Embiid says I'm not here to babysit. <laughs> okay, okay, we can't do this anymore. I need uh, uh I uh I don't even have any off-season whiskey left. I I used it all. Damn it. I need to get a new bottle. Son of a bitch. Okay. This this stinks. This um, absolutely stinks. Well, let uh, me ask you. I if I were Daryl, I would have taken the deal for James Harden. But do you think that there was a deal available to him that he should have taken instead? I know a lot of people point to Halliburton. I know the team has pushed back and said he wasn't available. Is for there Simmons, that, um, yeah, for Simmons to to have avoided this whole Harden thing. Not that I re- can recall, aside from Halliburton. And like you said, even that, we're not 100% sure how real that was. Correct. Like, I can't, I, can't, I can't think of another Simmons deal that was on the table. The talks at the time were that the Sixers wanted to also offload Tobias Harris to Sacramento in a bigger Ben Simmons deal, and that they didn't want to do that. And then the, Jake... The Fisher Kings wanted, didn't. Kings didn't, correct. And then more recently... Jake Fisher said that the Sixers were actually talking about the idea of rerouting Halliburton from Sacramento to Brooklyn in a three-team trade landing Harden uh, in Philly, opening up the idea that maybe Halliburton was available. And the thing that I the thing that I cannot get out of my head is what if the Sixers had offered two first round picks? Ben Simmons to Atlanta for a guy like John Collins, maybe if they, if they didn't want Simmons, because mm. uh, I because I think Atlanta would have made that swap straight up pretty easily. So you got Collins and maybe a pick from Atlanta going to Sacramento. You got two picks from Philly going to Sacramento. You got Steph Curry and Matisse Thybulle going to Sacramento, and they give you some something like Barnes and uh, Halliburton. No, I, so, I, so Barnes and Halliburton would go to Philly in this scenario. Yeah, could could they have gotten basically this? Could they have gotten Tyrese Halliburton if they valued him the same way they valued James Harden? Because I don't think they did. I think that's fair. I think they I think saw so. him as like a top forty-ish player, and Harden is a top twenty-ish player, like many of us did at the time before we had the information that Harden's hamstrings were going to be like a three-year deal. Uh huh. And we weren't sure what Halliburton was yet at the time. A lot of people were still saying Fox is the better prospect. Now they both look like they would have been a lot better than Simmons and probably both better than Harden anyway. 
and and also when the Harden trade was made, like one of the uh, points that was made is that this fits Embiid's timeline a lot better. Well, maybe not so much anymore. Yeah, now we're looking at it like, well, I guess we were a little short-sighted because De'Aaron Fox or Tyrese Halliburton, assuming he was gettable for the, the Harden package, you know, I'm not sure that they even tried, might not have discussed that once, um, would have been a lot better than what they got. But anyway, these are all just hypotheticals. The team would push back, but I'm sure. And, and on the flip side, like who knows what the Halliburton deal would have meant for the team draft-wise. Maybe we don't get Tyrese Maxey, but I, I don't know. No, he's like, already if- here. Oh, okay. I'm I'm thinking I'm getting my drafts confused. I'm sorry. So Maxie it would be Embiid, Maxi, and Halliburton. Damn. This, that... this trade would have taken place somewhere between summer of 2021 and February of 2022 if they got. Damn it. Now I'm thinking. Now I'm thinking of that big three, and I definitely need some whiskey now. Jesus. With uh, Maxi, with uh, Tyrese's two Tyrese's and Joel. Oh man, that yeah, would, that. that uh... All right, I think we need to go before we stew on this even further and just get more and more upset about what could have happened. Yeah. Uh, follow. The or they sh- could have just traded for Bradley Beal like two months ago. Come on. <laughs> yeah. What are they doing? So many what ifs, so many painful what ifs in this in franchise's history. I can't take it anymore. Why do we do this? Would you have wanted Can- to be the one to tell Joel, hey, Bradley Beal is being sold for a bag of peanuts, but we're not interested. <laughs> I know you've been asking for him for the last two years. I know you practiced with him in the summer with your boy Drew Hanlon. No thanks. He's paid too much. <laughs> I I can't remember what it's like to like report for and podcast about like a normal organization. Like the the guy our SB Nation counterparts with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Like, I love you guys. Like, y'all are y'all got it made. Okay. I want to be I would <laughs> as I much as been, I love I Liberty Ballers. As much as I love Liberty Ballers, like I want to just see what it's like to like report on a team that has like a normal offseason just once. I think they were disbanded. We might have to cut this segment. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Yeah. I don't think we All even right. have a, a thunder anymore. All right. Well, I'll I'll research that. And, you know, I'm leaving it in. I'm leaving it in because, <laughs> you know what? I would just like to report on a normal franchise. I don't care if it's FB Nation. I don't care if it's, like, whatever the paper is in, in Oklahoma City. Like, I just want no. I just want a normal sports reporting life, Dave. Am I asking for too much? You're not asking for too much. God damn it. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna go because we're yeah, just gonna get more and more upset. They moved to sub. They moved to sub sub stack last March. Uh, all right, we're 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 gonna get out of here because we're just gonna get more and more upset if we keep talking about this. Follow Liberty Ballers on Twitter at Liberty underscore Ballers. You can follow me on Twitter at Adobe Royster. You can follow Dave at David Early. Read the site, libertyballers.com. Probably going to have way, way more content about this within the next couple of hours, days, weeks, up to I got training a, I camp. I got a post coming that's going to include fat suit in the title. So Lovely. That, that'll that be fun. That, that'll that be fun to uh, relive those Brooklyn highlights again. That'll be nice. <laughs> uh, until next week, happy days, hopefully, are on the horizon. We'll see what happens. But until then... Deal Royster, Dave Early, we're out here. Talk to everybody next week.